0: Hi guys, welcome back to Never Ignored, our new Man United podcast. I'm one of your hosts, MT.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Aline.
0: So, this week, uh, we're back for our second episode. We're a bit late, but not bad. Um, We're going to cover the Man United-Chelsea game, which was last night. We're going to talk a bit about Man City, um, because although we're a United podcast, it's big news, so we've got to talk about that. Um, And what else? We've got a bit about Dean Henderson... Maria, everyone's favourite player. We'll just see where everything else goes.
1: Manchester United, Chelsea, the race for fifth slash fourth. <laughs> MT, um, What do you think? Pretty much what you are thinking before the games? Before the game started, before you've seen any of the action.
0: Yeah, so I was pretty nervous before the game. Um, as usual for a Premier League game at Stamford Bridge, we don't tend to do pretty very well there. Although we've we got some recent success under Oli. Was it uh, FA Cup last year? I yes. think and Carabao Cup this year, but yeah. Premier League different story altogether.
1: I think in the Premier League, the last time we won there was 2012 at Stanford yeah, probably. Bridge. probably. Um, so it's quite, it's quite, it's quite nice to be on the end of one of those stats that tends to be created yeah, by. <laughs> easy, easy goes the other way for us, right? Exactly that.
0: Um, and yeah, apparently it's the first time we've done a league double over Chelsea since something stupid like 1970 something.
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, yeah about 30 years
0: ago. So uh, that means Fergie never did it. Yeah. But, um, so i guess you can tell from the way we're discussing this result we we won <laughs> uh two nil um but that score line definitely doesn't tell the entire story of the game um lots there's a lot to talk about let's start with the first half um we didn't start the best uh, i actually find it weird We for the first 10-15 minutes we had more possession which definitely didn't suit us in a game like this i don't know what did you think yeah,
1: so it, it was strange being away from home. Um, You could see United were playing quite a high line and pressing. And the formation they actually, they've gone with, the with uh, I think this, Ali's done it a few times against the big teams, where he puts uh, three at the back, Shaw playing uh, centre-back slash left-back and Brandon Williams in front of him. Um, and then Juan Bissaka on the other side. Um, it's, it's, It seems to be working well. And it seems to neutralise the teams that have got a bit of better quality. Um.
0: Yeah, right. so let's uh, let's talk about that formation quickly. so it was basically five at the back, yeah, uh, three centre mids, and then the two sort of forward players. Yeah. Um. So what was it? It was De Gea in goal, Wan Bissaka right wing back, Shaw left wing back. Uh, no, Williams left wing back. Yeah. Shaw Maguire Bayi. That was just a bit of a left wing, left wing choice, left out of the blue. Yeah. Um. And in the middle, we had Matic, Fred, and Fernandez. Um. And then up up front, I guess Martial and James there at times in the first half it didn't seem like any of them were playing up front <laughs> it, it was one of those
1: where J- James playing up front is hit or miss because um, he's so fast you think that you know there's a good chance we can catch a good counter um, but yeah based on what we saw in that first half that opportunity just didn't come for him whatsoever there was never an opportunity for him to just run into space onto a ball over the top
0: yeah I mean I think he's, he's definitely best using his pace and, and skill on the wing Um I think essentially yeah, there's a bit too much for him to do. Um, but yeah, these are the kind of games that you want Martial to sort of be that number nine classic role. But although he did eventually score, I did feel that in the first half, he was playing too wide on the left.
1: Yeah, yeah. he And I think that's the habit of his game. Yeah. Uh, he tends to like to drift out onto that left wing and attempt to cut in and, I don't know, create havoc. But a lot of the time, I think he's just Making more hard work for himself, and as you saw with the goal he scored, just getting in, yeah, getting that in that line, in those areas in yeah. the
0: in the middle. That's where you, that's where you're gonna get your goals as a as a striker.
1: some of the best strikers we've seen at United. That's where they get the goals. Where yeah. if they're they in that position, it's difficult to not get the goals.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, he made a big, well, not necessarily a big fuss, but he definitely was in a mood when they took the number nine shirt off of him. He's got it back now, so he needs to play like a number nine. <laughs> Especially while Rashford is out, um, it's definitely his responsibility to be the main the main man at the top, um, and yeah, play centrally.
1: Yeah, for sure. But having said that, the um, the header was fantastic. Actually, it took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting it.
0: Yeah, so it shows what he can do if he actually, you know, plays the position that he's yeah <laughs> that he's supposed to play. Because at times in the first half, James would pick it up on the right or Martial would pick it up on the left. They'd be the furthest player forward, and they'd have nothing. They'd have nothing in front of them. <laughs>
1: I, and I str- I strongly suspect that there's something to do with that little hit he left on Kristiansen, with the um I think it was it was an accidental to elbow to Kristiansen's uh, mouth, but he then has to jump up with Kristiansen for that head And I think Kristiansen just wasn't feeling as up to it as he probably would have been.
0: Yeah, and he had he had literally just come back on the pitch. Um... For, for that for that moment so uh, he might have been caught by surprise yeah it was literally um,
1: seconds onto the pitch and he had to spring back into action and cover for I think Jorginho was there at the, at the time
0: yeah but, they kind of, I think if you watch the replays they swapped Jorginho was marking him at first and then they just decided Christensen's back <laughs> Jorginho was like alright I'll leave him um, but yeah it was a good header and uh, there's one thing we should mention it was a
1: really good cross as well I, I was surprised with the quality of the cross, actually, because Wan-Bissaka has been getting a lot of criticism recently for his uh, his ability on the ball, but I, I thought it was incredibly clever the way he, he did kind of two Ronaldo chops, I refer to them as, uh, <laughs> inside and outside, and then he's just put a ball in into that dangerous area. Yeah, I thought it was a terrific cross.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said it before that I think he's been a bit harsh on him because um, uh, one thing that United have struggled with... Um, in particular, this season is scoring goals. So even if he is making decent, uh, decent crosses, that kind of stuff, we've not other than Rashford, no one's really been that clinical. Um, so it's not really his. I don't think his poor attacking returns are one hundred percent his fault. Um, is he showing he can do it?
1: I think we could just both agree that it's refreshing to see a right back that can cross and um, long got, have gone the days of Valencia
0: doing the exact just same cross a hundred times absolutely <laughs> smashing it in underground
1: on his right foot yeah. never using his left
0: Probably one is, it, it, you know the, the Valencia thing this is going slightly off topic but that was always a strange one because there was that one season where him and Rooney had this like telepathic yeah. Valencia crosses it Rooney heads it in Valencia crosses it Rooney heads it in but then after that Valencia just thought alright drilling it drilling it is the way forward Along and he used, always used to hit the first man <laughs> so Let's let's
1: take let's have a let's have a chat about the uh, Harry Maguire, Batchuai uh, potential incident. red card incident.
0: Um, I think it looked worse in slow motion. Uh, so I guess yeah, whoever's not seen it, it was um Batshuayi's pushed Maguire. Maguire has gone tumbling off the pitch. Batchuai tumbling after him, and uh, in slow motion, it looks like he sticks his leg out. Some some are calling it a kick. It's quite similar to the Son incident earlier, it was also against Chelsea, funnily enough. Um, I would have been pretty disappointed if that was a red card. Um, Maguire's excuse, not 100% sure, but he's saying that uh, he's trying to stop Batshuayi falling on him. I don't know if you've... Uh... So, from some of my
1: perspective, um, I think in the sake of fairness and consistency for the refereeing, if Son gets a red card, then Maguire should get a red card. I think it would be a very harsh red card and I'd, I'd have been gutted that he's, he's been sent off for it. Um, but also, I think in the comparison with Son, um, I feel like having watched both of them, Son, he, he puts quite a bit of effort into flicking that foot yeah, back um... up. Whereas Maguire, he kind of just places his foot up and he does move his foot up, he does. Um, and I know he's he's backed himself by saying that he thought that Bashuai was going to fall on him, which was my initial thought, to be honest. <laughs> but having said that, it would have made more sense to have done that with his left leg and not stick his right leg into it. And I also think uh, the difference between the Rodriguez and uh, this incident was Rodriguez went down like you know as most players do nowadays, and as if he'd been shot. Yeah. Uh, Bashaui, I think he went down, and his his probably his downfall was not exaggerating. I feel like the, maybe the way he went down was justified because obviously the area he was hit, um, and I think because he didn't make a massive meal of it, etc. Um, that's probably influenced as well. Uh, and the VAR check was, well, it was over in a few seconds. Like.
0: Yeah, and, and well, that's the thing I was going to say about consistency. People always call for consistency, but it's not the same. It was the same referee, but it wasn't the same VAR team making the decision. So yeah. you, you can't expect everyone to have the exact... Yeah. Um, the, I guess the problem with the rules is there's uh, room for inter- different different interpretations. So you can't expect every decision to be exactly... It's still exactly f- the same, and exactly they didn't deem it violent conduct. Someone else might have done. This is one of the, one of those things.
1: It's still fairly subjective, and like you said, the, it was the same referee on the pitch, but in the VAR fan, yeah. it wasn't. Um, and I'm assuming from the referee's perspective, if he gets told by his VAR assistant, it's all good, it's clear, he's not. Gonna well, that's doubt the thing. It. It's
0: supposed to be clear and obvious, right? So yeah. if they can come to, I've, I've always, been, I think I'm a fan of the idea of uh, if they can't come to a decision within, I don't know, thirty seconds. Then it's not clear and obvious, yeah. in my opinion. Um, so, like we'll, we'll talk about it later with like Giroud's goal, for example. Um, in the seeing it live, I didn't think it was offside, but instantly when you see the replay, you can see his foot is way over the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll get we'll get to that later. But for like that's that's clear and obvious. So this no, not for, not for me. Yeah. Um, no,
1: I completely agree. So then, what were your thoughts then? Half time, where we, we've gone in one um, 0 up.
0: So half time, I thought our best player was Batshuayi at that point. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> way for me, um, I genuinely think that was probably one of the worst striking performances, performances of, yeah. I've seen uh, from memory. Um, honestly, he was absolutely dire. He couldn't get the ball under control. He, Yeah, I wasn't too sure exactly what he, so he was I've, doing. I've
0: seen very little of him since he joined Chelsea. But um, he went on loan to Dortmund for a bit and he seemed to do fairly well there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on loan at Palace last season. For all accounts, he looked reasonable at uh, Palace as well
1: he was on loan at Valencia for a bit but yeah. I don't think he set the world on fire there. but some of the
0: chances he was missing last night uh, we kept saying to each other over Whatsapp it was, uh, well, I was saying at the start thank God Abraham's not playing Yeah. and then it was like every time White got the ball it was like we just repeated it again thank God Abraham's not playing
1: yeah I think they've sorely missed Abraham up front yeah. I think he probably he would have tested the keeper yeah the definitely minimum. I mean
0: they created like, especially the um I think was it when Pedro went was either Pedro or Mount I can't remember which one which one of them went through and then played Batshuayi in and he was all right fair enough he had to hit it first time but he was basically on the six yard box yeah and I was just hundred percent expecting the net to burst and then actually it's gone <laughs> about half a mile wide um, and when you got someone like Giroud on the bench um, it's a bit of a strange one that um, I mean Giroud not the best striker in the world but you'd bank him bank on him finishing those. Those kind of opportunities. I mean, you've seen it with the goal he scored, albeit being offside. Um, in and around the box, I think he's probably a much better option than uh, Batshuayi at the moment. But that's not really our problem. If, yeah. if Lampard wants to keep playing Why, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I look
1: completely agree. jude has got, I, I think Sky Sports said yesterday, he's got the second most goals as a substitute in the right. Premier League, which is quite impressive. It's
0: higher than Hernandez. maybe start Batshuayi, Take him off after a minute. After a minute, and, yeah. And then and Giroud comes or on. Or take a him star. off after
1: the 26th minute and <laughs> yeah. everyone can clap. Clap. <laughs>
0: it's, yeah, this is a famous Chelsea, uh, Chelsea move. Um, but yeah, other than that, first half, uh, we, yeah, I don't think it was our best half. No. But yeah, Wan-Bissaka and Martial came with the one one moment of quality.
1: There's, there was, Yeah. Other than that, i say the notable moments was probably Kante going off injured. Um uh, I think uh, yeah the Maguire VAR yeah, incident and then the goal uh, but other than that the first half it wasn't anything that was particularly entertaining. Yeah
0: I mean I was starting to wonder where where's our goal coming from because as, as I was mentioning it just didn't seem like we were playing anyone up front. Yeah. Um and yeah when you got you got Williams and Mbaksa playing as the wing backs that's when you want Martial and James to go more central they they don't need to come out to the wing to yeah. collect the ball but um and yeah that's you showed Martial probably the only time he went in the middle of the goal yeah. Uh, in that half half, mm-hmm. and he got a goal. For, he got a goal from it, but sometimes it's not it's not rocket science, right? <laughs> if you if you're playing as a number nine, be the number nine.
1: Exactly that. Yeah. So second half kicks off. First notable moment: Zuma scoring from a head from a corner.
0: Yeah. So um, that goal was coming. Um,
1: so moments before Mon- that, Wambeleka made that incredible. Block.
0: Yeah, Wambeleka with his spider legs. Yeah. Um, Oh, did Mount was the Mount De Gea was the De Gea save from Mount just before they got the equalizer
1: from the free kick or
0: when um, uh, what was it the handball the Batchwi handballed it yeah and then yeah. De Gea saved it yeah that was that. would have tapped in the rebound yeah but he handballed it yeah so that and at that point um, uh, yeah Chelsea were on top um, and uh, yeah the go- <laughs> the goal looked like it was you know the goal looked inevitable at that point yeah. Um, and it did come with the uh, Zuma finish, which was a good finish to be fair to him. Um,
1: he's completely, he shins it onto Yeah, it, so in, onto he has actually,
0: yeah, he's gone for it with his left foot, missed it with his left foot, hit his shin and yeah. then smashed it in with his right foot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, luck, luckily for us, VAR was uh, present and watching. Um, so I don't know what you thought about it, but um, for me, I agreed with their assessment. They, so I guess if yeah, if you're not seeing it, Fred nudges Asper Laqueta, Asper pushes pushes over Williams. Yeah. So
1: in my, my opinion, um, Fred, he, yeah, like you said, he nudges Asby. I think that's not ever going to be given for a penalty. I think that's very yeah, standard.
0: Yeah, I mean, as said it himself afterwards. He said he's 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 not going to ask for a penalty from that. Um, but um, yeah, because for me, Fred's arms were down. He nudged him. The diff- the key difference was then Asbel has put his hands up and properly shoved. <laughs> shoved Williams over. I mean, I do accept he probably wouldn't have hit him into him if Fred didn't but that's part and parcel of the game. You know, those things happen in the box.
1: Exactly that. And I think I think if the ball doesn't have the trajectory of passing over SP, the referee doesn't care about that. But, yeah, potentially. but because it's gone straight over the head of SP and, you know, Brandon and, Williams and yeah, had
0: ha- hands up, pushing yeah. push the back. I got no I got no Williams vision.
1: had a fair chance of getting his head on that. Um, yeah. I think um, yeah, I think I think it was a fair decision. Uh, I think that Fred's push on SP was it enough to warrant a, f- a foul or, you know, a penalty. Um, and that, yeah, the referee made the correct decision.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm with end. you on that. Um, and then I suppose, then, then uh, they Chelsea, they seem to, once they had that decision go against them, they seem to just sort of think, they seem to think at that point it's not their night. Yeah. <laughs> and they just seem to be like, oh, forget this then. Um, and then, uh, we finally got a chance for uh, Bruno to show his quality. Um, so, yeah, we, had a, we got, managed to get a free kick in a pretty good position. I think Fred won the free kick, I think, didn't he? Yeah, um, he, he got... Um, which he had a, he had a really good game. He, he won the ball high up the pitch so many times, um, which is not something we've had in recent years. Usually, when the opposition have their the ball in their defence, they just have all the time in the world. But Fred was hassling them, he was hassling the midfielders, and he won he won the ball a lot. Um, so, that, I was impressed with that. Um, and, yeah, when Bruno hit the post, I was thinking, oh, man, that, that was such, such a close moment to being like a... A dream start for him. Um, it, it was
1: a hell of a free kick because he's bent it around the wall and he's gone near post, and he's taken the keeper by surprise. And yeah, it, it was just great technique. <laughs>
0: There's something funny that I didn't I didn't notice about Caballero. Um, I guess yeah, we never mentioned Kepa. Kepa still hasn't got his place back for Chelsea, but um, Caballero for both the first goal and that free kick, the Sky Sports commentator pointed out he uh, he dives after the ball goes past him. <laughs> so if, especially if you watch. Especially if you watch the first goal, Martial's headed it in. The ball's hitting the inside of the side netting, and then Caballero dives.
1: So, so speaking from experience, uh, that's that's a classic goalkeeper knows he's not getting it, but he can't stand there <laughs> yeah. because it looks worse. Yeah, for him.
0: exactly. It looks. He, he knows it's going to look worse if I, if he's just stood there. So he thinks, All right, I've got to put the dive in anyway." Yeah, <laughs> to make it look like a time, trade. Timed it, timed it horribly. Um, but yeah, it was a really good free kick. The one that hit the post. Um, I'd have loved it if it went in, but it, yeah, wasn't quite meant to be. But you know, a couple of minutes later, another set piece. This time a corner, and there's a really good ball that he swung in, and uh, Maguire finally getting on the end of one of these. Yeah, so um,
1: has a a big header? Yeah. <laughs> times is run correctly, gets the header on target, low into the ground, celebrates, high fives people. Yeah, in and the crowd. In, front
0: of, in front of the away end as well, which is not, which is nice for the guys there.
1: Yeah, uh, it was it was a phenomenal header. It's been coming. It's been a long time coming because he does tend to get his, his head on uh, asset pieces, but usually not not a great header. <laughs> Um, he tends to some a lot of the time. He tends to header it back across goal as well.
0: Yeah, so I've noticed um, a lot of the corners that Fred and uh, others take, they tend to be sort of uh, floated. Yeah, and deep to the yeah. back post. so they there's not much pace on the ball. It's just sort of lumped into the right into that area. Whereas uh, Bruno had some proper whip on it, and it was uh, all Maguire had to do was get on the end of it. Really.
1: Exactly. So, when you yeah. deliver it like that, Bruno's put all the work into it. you just got to get it on target. Yeah, and, and I, was, I
0: was saying, he's, he's been in the space of those two minutes, he's knocked everyone else off corner of free kick, free kick G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even then, uh, a couple of minutes later, he had another free kick that was on the right hand side and quite deep. He swung it in, and Maguire's hit got on the end of that as yeah. so, well. Like, there's. In, suddenly we became a threat from set pieces which I think there was a stat earlier in the season it's probably still true we are probably one of the lowest amounts of goals scored from a, from set pieces at the moment
1: yeah we, I think we're, we're very very low ranked on that scale and then at the same time we're second we've conceded the, the second most, most from, amount yeah. from corners <laughs>
0: so I'm not sure how much Fernandez will improve that but definitely yeah definitely, um, yeah, definitely we're, we're definitely more of a threat now going forward From
1: well the good news is when Sky Sports flashed that statistic up Chelsea are now level with us on. Con- oh, conceded, conceded. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: so we're we catch we're catching them in uh, in the league, and then they're catching us in uh, dreadful defending.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So then the next significant moment is Jude Jude scores. Upside. Yeah, I
0: mean, um like Neville Neville said on commentary. I'm not sure why there's any complaints about that. Yeah, I um, agree. I mean, we've had a few in recent weeks. Wolves had another one. On it always seems to involve Wolves <laughs> on uh, Friday night against Leicester, where I think it was Neto his studs were basically offside. That, I can see him being upset about. Uh, Neville brush that off as well. He's saying, oh, offside is offside. But, I don't know, studs, armpits, that kind of stuff. I can see he getting upset about that. You have to ask but, yourself
1: how much of an advantage it gives you Yeah, really.
0: exactly. But, Giroud, his whole foot was over the line. Fair enough, he scored with his head. But, <laughs> he was offside. Um, it's one of those, so during the game, I think on commentary,
1: um, they mentioned uh, VAR is taking more away than giving. But, how, like as you said before earlier, MT, when something like that in in, in real play, you don't notice it's offside. I didn't notice it's offside. Um, it's only when you see the replay. Now, a season ago, that's a goal given, hundred percent. Referee's not going to call back for it. The linesman hasn't put his flag up. Well, to be
0: honest, seeing that on the replay, I'd have hoped the linesman would spot that that one. That, You'd that, hope, yeah. that that one that one to me was clear enough that the linesman should be flagging that. Yeah. I'm hoping the reason he hasn't flagged is because they've been told to let the play run. Potentially. So, um, but you'd like to think that that one he would be, he would be flagging.
1: Uh, I, I'm a bit sceptical because I remember United Arsenal when Aubameyang scored, he was about a mile onside, and the referee, what, yeah. So, so I'm upside. again
0: willing to give the linesman the benefit of the doubt. Of that was quite early on in VAR's yeah. Tennessee, right? So maybe no one was sure about. Do I? He wasn't sure about. Do I flag? Do I not flag? Um, oh no, that one he flagged, didn't he? Yeah, he flagged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was a bit upsetting because yeah. uh, he gave us the impression that he was offside. Yeah um but anyway. it was
1: but overall it was a good call and like Neville said you're either on or off um, yeah it sounds like they're gonna try and refine that rule and I don't know how they're going to refine that rule but I think there's going to be some kind of benefit of doubt margin placed into it um maybe I think for those calls with like studs and armpits and elbows and etc um maybe that will have some play it'll be interesting to see how it plays out
0: yeah I think for me stuff like studs that's not you that's not that's not you you' are you're not part of that <laughs> um your armpit. I mean, if someone lifts their arm up and scores with their armpit, I've never seen that before. Um, you know, stuff like that. Having, um,
1: if I think about it, it I don't know why it isn't this way, but of course, it should be with body parts you can score with. Yeah, so for example, elbows no, because you can't assemble. Um, studs, yeah, because you can roll it in off your studs. There's been times where literally someone will get, a yeah, I, I, I take that point. Um, but like yeah hands there's been ones where someone's arm is off or etc um and arm yeah armpits and stuff like that uh, i don't think that should that should be for me the,
0: to be honest i think the only way they're going to sort out the debate um would be if they do it's just where you're standing um cuz i also think like let's say you're standing still but your head's leaning in front again how much advantage do you get from leaning yeah. in front so you're
1: saying with? you're trailing foot yeah, Either foot, for, whichever yeah, planted foot. you're planted, yeah which, Yeah, which potentially because realistically, the the rule was brought in to stop goal hanging, yeah, and to stop people just exactly. standing. So in, yeah. where,
0: when you're, if your head is leaning in front, you're not, you're yeah. not like you're not trying to. Yeah, you you weren't just hanging out by the goal. And and <laughs> you, I think
1: realistically, um, the, the the level of football nowadays, especially in the Premier League, defenders, if a striker is. Elbow in front of them, they yeah. should still be able to catch up to that player and get the ball off them. So, in a way, I think um, that the rule does need to be reassessed. For I don't know, I think I think standing foot would potentially. Yeah, be I, a I good think
0: mark. For, for me, for me, I think the best would be where you're standing. Yeah, because uh, then it's. Clear and obvious,
1: <laughs> but then I can imagine if they went down that route, the whole argument would which was the standing foot, or if both feet were down, etc. Et well,
0: it's, et cetera, I, I would say any any foot, not necessarily standing foot, just literally any. Yeah. Either, if either of your feet are ahead of the head of the line, yeah. For me, then just call it call it either side. Um, but if you're if you're if you're stood on side, yeah. But you're leaning over, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I think that's fine. I don't think you're gaining that much of a okay. So advantage.
1: so I've taken that extremely. Yeah. <laughs> I've interpreted that as. As long as you have your one foot in line, your other foot can be offline. Because I think, and this no, is probably So, so then opinion.
0: that one of your foot, one of your feet would be offside. Yeah, so I'm saying. So I'm saying both your feet have to be onside. My, you have my, to be stood in an off, onside onside position, please.
1: In, in my my wacky proposal is um, one foot has to be onside, and the other is fair game, and it turns <laughs> into a sprint race, and it just makes it interesting. No, it's probably um, it's never gonna happen. Um, but
0: like, for example, I mean, I get you know, there's obviously there's sometimes. Uh, uh, you will have it where you can get a good header in by leaning forward. Yeah. But um, when the cross comes in, if you're already leaning forward, you're not just going to stay still and hope the ball hits you. Yeah. You, you still sure. got to do something after that. Yeah. So, still got some so, body so, movement. so you know, I don't think you're getting that much of an advantage from le- leaning forward. So I, I would just make it both your feet have to be on side, and that's it. So, um. So but, then,
1: um, the next moment. For me, notable moment is Igallo coming on as a substitute. Yeah, it's quite a big moment for him because you can see from uh, the stuff that's gone out on the socials, etc., etc., since he signed. Um, the things that he's done, it, it's looked, it's looked like he really, really cares. Yeah, and that he, it really means a lot to him to be there.
0: Um Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was pleased to see him come on, and it was he almost scored, which was nice. Um
1: Yeah, so his chance, I think, I was about if he had scored that you said as well Yeah,
0: I was about to put my order in for a Nigallo twenty-five yeah. top <laughs> I was getting
1: that I, I was going for the Nigeria yeah. top Forget it. I, I was going all out it wasn't even going to be a United top it was going to be the Nigeria to top he get a pretty good Nigalo. reaction
0: from the fans as well when he came on um, to be honest, he said, he's done all the right things since he joined he's, looks like he's been working hard based on Instagram that kind of stuff he, he, he had a, quite a
1: he was only on for a few minutes but he had quite a little good cameo you know he's quite strong he won the ball on the wings I think twice and he used his body to, yeah. to overpower the defender Reese James and Azpi and the important um,
0: thing is we were saying that Martial wasn't doing is he got in the box yeah.
1: and then he got in the box yeah. he got himself a chance and that was in the space of what five minutes on the pitch yeah so uh, promising and
0: he's, and he's not trained with the club much either because of the whole China coronavirus kind of stuff if uh, I think I was listening to another podcast this morning saying if that's what he does after one training session um, it'd be good to see after he gets, gets a few games in. Yeah, I think hopefully maybe he might start in the Europa League on um, Thursday, uh, so that that'd be nice to see. Um, but yeah, overall it was pretty positive. Um, yeah. I think Br- Bruno and Fred were the highlights for me in the game.
1: Yeah. So what were your your full time thoughts then after that game? What how how you how are you feeling?
0: Fred, we seem to be saying this a lot about Fred this season, but he had his best game I think for <laughs> for United. I think I've probably said that about ten times this season that he's had his best game, um, but. As I said earlier just the, the amount of times he won the ball high up the pitch um, and even yeah, in his tracking back every, everything was just perfectly um, and his link up play with Fernandez was really good there was plenty of times where they were wanting around people um, yeah if, if if we had a bit more going forward then uh, you could see those two being very productive
1: I, I agree I think um, in weeks he he's come on in recent weeks um, honestly his center mid play has been, it's been terrific. Um, there's still a bit more to his game that he can add in I'd say, I'd say finishing and in yeah. the final third the, the decision he makes but in terms of you know transitioning from defence to attack and winning that ball back he's he's been terrific um, he's improved a hell of a lot as well and it show, really shows what a run of games can uh, do for a player so um, yeah I'm, I'm very very impressed with uh, him in recent times
0: yeah I think last week we were discussing like, if, if Pogba was fit again who would be your midfield three and you were saying you felt bad not picking him yeah Um, I think I'm with you now I think he's now he's done enough that he should be almost maybe not first choice now that we've got Bruno Uh, but he's if you're picking a three he's going to be one of those three yep potentially even um, his defensive work has improved so much potentially don't need Matic to play so I'd say if we had everyone fit at the moment I would probably like to see Pogba Fred and Bruno as a midfield three uh, assuming Pogba ever decides to play for us again, <laughs> but that's a separate um, separate issue. Um, what do you think
1: about the eleven that Chelsea had out? So, for when me, I when I saw that
0: team, I was happy.
1: Yeah. Uh, for For me, I was I was saying to you, I I think this is one of the worst Chelsea 11s I've seen in. in I think they still got they still
0: got good players. Um, yeah, and then even when you looked at the bench as well, there wasn't anyone on the bench that I thought, oh. If he brings this one not, guy on. And other thing. than Jarid really, Jareed was their probably biggest threat. And uh...
1: another thing, so he's been Frank has he's got a lot of praise for having that English core, uh, which he was he was operating a lot more. I think the first half of the season. Um, but this game, he started Tamori on the bench, Mount on the bench, uh, Barkley uh, on the bench, um, Ch- uh, Callum Hudson is injured, Abraham's injured. Yeah. So the praise he was getting at the time for doing it with young English talent. Um, none of of them started other than Rhys James
0: yeah I think we discussed it earlier in the season Um, you know Oli had a really good start Um, Lampard had a slower start but then had a really good run Uh, the question was always going to be whether they can keep it going Um, and they've shown now they can't the only reason why they're still in fourth is because the other teams have been as bad
1: it's because the other teams don't seem to want to be fourth. yeah (laughs)
0: Um, but say, having said that, um, I guess we we'll look a bit forward now. We, it's a massive result for us because um, Spurs and Chelsea are playing each other on a Saturday. Chelsea are fourth. Spurs are sixth. Uh, are they sixth or fifth? Spurs are fifth, sorry. Sheffield are sixth. So what? either at least one of Spurs and Chelsea is dropping points on Saturday. Yeah. And we've got Watford at home. So this is a massive opportunity. And we've said it a few times to each other this season. This You can almost guarantee we're going to lose to Watford. Yep. We're- <laughs> You you could you could probably you could put money on it. You, uh, Watford.
1: I just feel like we're we're not going to beat them. I don't know why. Troy Dean is going yeah. uh, to score a penalty somehow. He's uh, probably not even going to play and he'll score penalty somehow. We go-
0: were joking last week. I think we were saying, look at how many points do we want out of these games. We were, we we're saying we take four points, and we were saying the ideal way would probably be a draw at Chelsea, beat Watford at home but we were saying most likely it's going to be beat Chelsea away yeah. and then lose or draw to Watford at home. 100%.
1: But. And another thing, one of the things I I've, I realised watching this game, and I don't know, I feel like playing Chelsea isn't as bad since they lost David Luiz because every time we played Chelsea with David Luiz, he always did something. He always did something that um, he did something to wind up the players or he'd go down for a foul. The one that sticks in my mind is the the one where Rafael. he was laying rolling um, about on the floor laughing, covering his face. I
0: think um, um, it just he Was part of a better team then, right? Yeah. he still had Terry around, he still had um, even Lampard was playing still playing for a long time with Louise. That um, him, he since he's left, they haven't really replaced uh, He's not the only well, he's not I've, not. I've never really rated him much as a defender. I think it's like Gary Neville used to say he's like a PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation defender. <laughs> Have <laughs> um, they ever really replaced John Terry? No, they not haven't really they are not replaced Terry, they are no. not replaced Lampard. I think they attempted
1: to uh, replace him with um, with like Kristiansen and Zuma, etc. They
0: haven't, they haven't spent a lot in their defence actually. No. Looking back, I, Rudiger I think they've paid a f- fair fee for yeah. but most of the others are like Christiansen from their academy, James is from the academy, Azpilicuayi's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even players like Ivanovic they've not replaced. Like Ivanovic was like almost like their John O'Shea for a long time. Yeah. You could play him anywhere in the yeah. defence and he'd do a job for them.
1: So, um, Post-game, uh, Sky Sports were interviewing um, Fernandes and Maguire. Yeah. And Fernandes said something which which I quite liked. Um, so, first of all, he said, we could do much better with the ball, which, yeah, yeah. I agree with. And, um, and I was quite shocked as well. His English was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, yeah. So, I noticed that during the game, he was, like, uh, pointing out to people, like, you know, do this, do that. And uh, I know he was captain at Sporting, but... Um I thought there would be a language barrier at first, but yeah. shockingly, yeah, he's he's great. He speaks really good English already. Easier for us as a fans to get a connection with him. It's, it's
1: perfect because it's easier for the fans, and it, more importantly, it's easy for the for his teammates. Yeah, they
0: can get a, they can get a connection with him straight away. Yeah, and they can understand his it. his confidence is obviously high. He's still in, in the middle of a good season. From most of his stuff is from Sporting, but um, so he can just settle in and start, you know, dictating what's going on. Do they have a winter break over in Portugal? Don't know. To be honest. Maybe, never really watched the Portuguese. Maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe he's just a very happy man because he got two wins. Two wins me. Yeah. So,
0: um, if, yeah, if they have at the same time as the Spanish one, yeah, it would have worked out nicely for a month or
1: <laughs> So, end of the game, we're up to seventh. Yep. Uh, we've got Watford on Saturday in the Prem. Um, potentially, as you've mentioned, that we could we could jump up that table if results go our way. Yep. Um, yeah, up to seventh. Very happy.
0: Yeah, um, we were saying yeah last. Were, were we fifth last week or were we ninth? I, I think we were
1: fifth and then we just kept going lower and So, Lauren, so yeah, Lauren, yeah, so I
0: think we were we were we were fifth and then we end up ninth. Um, yeah, that fifth we like we said before was a almost like a fake fifth. There's just not enough points separating. Um, even Arsenal was somehow back in the back in the race now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a big chance. We got a, we the thing that we've not done for probably since uh, Ollie joined was string a run of results together. Um, we we need we need to back up this with. Uh, there's no point going being Chelsea away and then losing to Watford at home. We need we need to, we need to at least beat Watford and then uh, and then take it from take it from there. Really,
1: yeah, completely agree. Um,
0: because yeah, after that, well, we've got actually Watford's our only Premier League game left this month. We've just got Club Brugge home and away in the Europa League, and then after that, Everton away, City at home, Spurs away, Sheffield at home. That's a tough month. That that does look like a very tough month because
1: you're looking at top 10 teams here.
0: Yeah. Um, City we've done well against but not at Old Trafford. Spurs we've done well against away as well so you'd you'd be confident getting a few points but in Sheffield have been good this season so and Everton are starting to get a bit of form under Ancelotti as well. So March is going to be a tough month so we need to make sure that we're giving us the best opportunity by going in and beating Watford. Yeah. and the results against Everton
1: o, Oli, Oli I'm, I'm satisfied with that uh, he's, he's done his job he's got us a result Um, we just have to move on and build yeah, it on it yeah he seems
0: to so it. always when when we're desperate <laughs> he seems to pull out a result it's,
1: it's always Oli come here we're going to throw you off the cliff and <laughs> he looks over the cliff and says we'll win this game <laughs> we we'll win this
0: game no matter who it's against uh, I think there was a meme on uh, I saw on Instagram it was like a uh, Whenever, whenever Ali's under pressure, and then it says like Man United, and then they've got a picture of the, that peak Barcelona team. <laughs> so whenever, whenever they need it, um, is that sustainable in the long term? Probably not. Um, but yeah, we'll take it. We'll take yeah, it for now. We'll take it. Um, so yeah, we mentioned that we're playing City next month, um, and is at home. Uh, one of the chants I believe from last night was uh, that City fans are going to be spending a lot of time at home because. Supposedly, they won't be needing their passports anymore. That's the that's the chant that was going around, <laughs> Stamford Bridge. Um, so it was pretty big news. I think maybe it was it Saturday that it broke. Yeah. Um, that city had been banned from all European competitions for two years, and hit with a twenty five million pound fine. Um, I'm not sure they're that bothered about the twenty five million, but for a club that it's pretty clear their entire ambition. And the entire reason for hiring Pep was to win the Champions League. Being banned for two years, it's a pretty big blow, i say.
1: So, is it, is it, there's a huge impact to the club. Huge impact to the club. And it's still early days, so we're not really clear how how that impacts the club. I think Pep's come out and said, I'll stay I'll stay if they get relegated to League 2. Um, not so confident Pep would stick to that, but apparently he says so.
0: I think um, he's... Fairly set, and they're not going to get relegated really to League Two. To be fair,
1: um, Sterling, uh, I think, has come out and said that he was he wants to stay, but that's that's just a 25-man squad almost. It's very interesting to see who's who wants to stick around, who doesn't mind uh, not playing in the Champions League for the next two seasons. It's still early days. I, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if the ban gets reduced.
0: Yeah, I think the reason why they've gone two years is probably because they can see it being reduced to a year on appeal, probably. Yeah, I think um, I
1: think there's, there's strong potential for still, that Still, for plan.
0: a club like City, there's probably still one year is probably a, a lot. Because uh, there's rumours Pep that was going to leave anyway. Yeah. Um, for a bit of context on what they've been accused of doing, um, it's what Wenger used to refer to as uh, financial doping. Um, so he... Well, City, what they've done, so allegedly... <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, is... Um, their owners, the he's uh, part of the Abu Dhabi royal family, I think. Yeah. So they also own Etihad. They own other things, and uh, there's rules about how much money your chairman can put into the club. So th- what they've been accused of is the chairman putting money in by, I don't know, increasing the sponsorship deal with Etihad, for example, which yeah. is a company he owns. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so instead of him give putting hundred million in, he arranges a hundred million pound deal with Etihad, for example. Which, which alleged much hassle, yeah, yeah. So,
1: so, uh allegedly is accused of artificially inflating the value of their commercial income um, to help meet the FFP rules um, it, it's something that for a while has been floated around Um, that City were, were doing this and they were getting away with it Um, and I think it's just it's the it's the accumulation of, couple of a couple of months of what's been going on behind the scenes with UEFA and City
0: yeah I mean Gary Neville made a good point that um, if City didn't do this how would they ever compete with a club like United because United's income, their like attendance, that kind of stuff, their status around the world is much higher than City's, and City wouldn't have got there by just, you know, <laughs> uh, even like Leicester for example. Leicester have probably gone about it the right way. Um, their what status around the world isn't just isn't just hasn't just shot up overnight. It's not they're not a United state now. <laughs> they have to win the league yeah. like ten times in a row to get to that kind of uh, global global standing and that kind of income from. Uh, around the world so there is two sides to it um, I guess because yeah as a United fan I'm all for this ban (laughs) Uh, but on some respects uh, I do worry that it might lead to a couple of years of domination by a certain other team because I'm not sure who else is going to be ready to challenge challenge yet for the title but
1: (laughs) it's very difficult to think of the implications uh, as of current so what does it do to the league? First of all, is is the race for fifth? Is it a thing? We haven't had a confirmation yet. From I'm assuming. I think,
0: at the, but at the moment, everyone's pretty pretty under the understanding that if the if the ban stands, yeah, fifth fifth place will get the Champions League spot, assuming yeah. City finishing the top four.
1: Okay, cool. So that gives us, uh, you know, increases yeah. our chances ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we've got fifth place now as an option, and yeah. Europa League still as a as a route into the Champions League.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, and then yeah the implications on who challenges Liverpool because as of current um, City were the closest thing that they that yeah, was to mean, I mean I wouldn't
0: really call them a challenger this year but yeah. you can see next year you know if they regrouped uh, got another sponsorship deal from the chairman yeah that they, that they could challenge again um,
1: another implication that hasn't been discussed much yet um, do are City's titles stripped for, from that time period of uh, so we again reaching? I
0: was thinking about that yeah um, on one hand I was like oh yeah maybe we get two more titles but then I was also thinking Liverpool might get a few titles out of it as well so I propose <laughs> letting them keep their titles or maybe just stripping 17-18 maybe as just a just a warning so like, me, oh, don't me, do it again kind of me thing
1: me personally I would, I would be more than happy to take the titles and I, would, I wouldn't I would mind if Liverpool won the titles because now when they inevitably win this one they yeah, can't say it's our first exactly, title yeah. I mean, but, you want to already yeah. just you know, do something new for yeah us. get over <laughs> it come on
0: um and I, I would love to see Mourinho walk around sticking four fingers in the air to everyone. That, that, uh,
1: yeah, I'd love Mourinho to be able to claim that he won the league at United yeah. and he still got sacked. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, um, I have one proposal to sort out the Man City solution. What's that? Situation, sorry. Um, so, Man City, based in Manchester. Man United, pretty much based in Manchester. A lot of their players, they're probably living in and around Manchester. Yep. Pep probably lives in and around Manchester. So, you dissolve Man City. Keep the stadium as a training ground, make Man United one cl- the the only club, you know, like a United Manchester. Yeah. Right. We could maybe take De Bruyne, Sterling, Sane. Maybe
1: Aguero, Aguero, maybe Aguero.
0: potentially. Yeah. Uh, Edison Edison at the yeah. moment. Uh, Laporte. I wouldn't say no to these kind of players. Pep could maybe be Oli's assistant. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then everyone else could go into the reserve team.
1: And then this works for Arsenal as well because then they get Pep at the end of it because he's consistent.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that would work out quite nicely because then the the chairman could put in however much money he wants because United will earn the money to to compensate. Uh, the players don't have to move home; they can still you know live and work in Manchester. Yeah, um, so you know, so I work, think it's a good solution for everyone. To the push.
1: work commute doesn't differ. training yeah. grounds not as and, far. Yeah,
0: you know, the city players will get to play in front of a full house every week instead of an empty stadium. Yeah. Um. I don't see anything. I don't see any. I don't see why anyone would have any issues with that.
1: <laughs> Terrific proposal, yeah. To get get it down in words. send it off to <laughs> you, yeah. see what I'll, they think.
0: I'll put I'll put it forward. I'll, yeah. I'll send it. I'll send it to the guys at Man City and see, yeah. see what they see what they see what they think. Um. Yeah,
1: okay, that's no opinion. So, so you just talked about all those superstar plays. Makes me think we have one. Doesn't seem to be playing much at the moment. Poor Pogba.
0: Oh, is he still play for United? Sorry, yeah. I was I was I wasn't aware. <laughs> so off the back
1: of yesterday's game, um, his his agent, his agent, Mina Raiola, he uh, he seems to have um, he seems to want to talk a lot here uh, on on social media, and he's he's upset with the uh, Oligona social about one of the comments social made.
0: Yeah, um, I think he's blown it way out of proportion. Um, for context, I think Solskjaer said, uh, "Well, Raiola said something," and Solskjaer's response was, "Pogba is our player." Our being Man United, the team he's contracted to, who pays pays his wages, who spent ninety million pounds for him to play for the team, and like I said, pay his wages. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I don't see anything wrong with what he said. Ryola's has then gone and accused him of saying uh, that. Um, well, he's come back and said, "Oh, no one owns the player. Slavery's been abolished." <laughs> um, I hope Solskjaer is not implying that he's uh, Pogba's a prisoner. What, yeah what Rayola has said is
1: <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous yeah. the stretch he has attempted to make is uh, he he knows he's an idiot yeah. he, he's thinking how do I try and make social look like an idiot all he's done is made himself
0: look like look more of an, an idiot, idiot. Yeah. if anyone was ever on Rayola's side i think now is now people are like um okay maybe not um and again i was listening to another podcast um and they said you know if this is what prisoners are treated like sign me up <laughs> like if, yeah, if, uh, if you go to prison to be on 300, 300k a week and to, it seems like you, to go on holiday whenever you want and uh, never actually play sounds alright to me
1: <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous so so th- this was this was his initial tweet he tweeted a series of screenshots um, as all tweets good tweets go into it um, Paul is not mine and for sure not Solskjaer's property Paul is Paul Pogba's you cannot own a human being already for a long time in the UK or anywhere else <laughs> I hope Solskjaer do not want to suggest that Paul is his prisoner. Yeah, so Word for again,
0: it. I don't know where he got any of that from. Um and, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to say I don't know what to say about that. Like if if Ry- Rylo, if you if you're listening, I think he's a fan of the podcast, right? Yeah. Um
1: nonsense. He says, I think Solskjaer may be frustrated for different reasons and is now mixing up some issues. I think that Solskjaer has other things to worry about. At least if I was him, I would, in capitals, that last sentence.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, he does have a lot of other things to worry about, but he wouldn't be talking about Pogba if you didn't keep talking about Pogba. <laughs>
1: Frankly, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, it's got to a stage where, okay, what are your opinions? Pogba out in the summer or not?
0: Well, I obviously want him to stay. He's a world class player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his. Well, even if he, uh, even if he, even if he wants to leave, uh, his agents made it clear he wants to leave. They've made they've made it clear once. What is the point in going over and over and over it over and over again? Uh, he can't do anything now. They're not going to cancel his contract. Like, just he's got Euro, the Euros in the summer to look forward to. Just let Pogba focus on getting fit and playing some games for United. And then whatever happens in the summer happens.
1: I'm, I'm a massive fan of him, of Pogba, not Royola. Um <laughs> But I think it's time to accept that the his the, his whole. Every, this all of it is just causing too much trouble at United. Yep. we in the dressing room amongst the players, in the media. It's not the attention we want. It's not the attention the club wants. Um, I think it's. I think it'll be better for both parties if uh, Paul gets a move to a club where he can compete for Champions Leagues and titles. I think he's good enough to. Um, and I think it will be better for the club to invest that money into other players that won't have that level of spotlight. Ultimately, um, I'm. I'm a bit disappointed that um, I'm not sure how these. How this stuff works, permissions, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm um, ultimately I'm disappointed that um, a, a, one of our players' agents has come out and hit out the manager in that way. Um, I think. It- I think it's not needed it's, he's, the player's not even in the squad at the moment like <laughs> let the squad continue doing what they're like, doing how many games
0: has he played in the last 3-4 months like, that just, one substitute appearance against Watford and you, then that's it Like
1: just let Pogba continue on his recovery yeah. let United continue on you know trying to gather their, their points and getting up the table but there's no need for all this Raiola to throw his stuff in ultimately all he's trying to do is gather, gain interest in his player make it public that his player's upset and he's looking for a move get some big clubs Bid get into a bidding war uh, and just generate as much interest as they can because ultimately, Rayola gets a percentage of his transfer fee. The higher that transfer fee is, the higher the percentage. is a smart man, he's there to make his money off his player. Um, it's a shame that football has gone that way in that extent. And I think that from a United perspective, um, we should avoid working with those kind of players with those kind of agents. Um, and sometimes we just have to accept that if a player we want has made that decision to be with, with that agent um, we shouldn't look at him and I'm very happy that with Haaland we didn't pursue it um, because uh, you know in hindsight it would have been the same thing in two years time exactly that
0: if, 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 Haaland, if United hadn't moved on as Haaland or whatever would wanted we've been the exact same but in hindsight um, look when he was
1: scoring all those goals in his first few games I was like oh, why didn't we get him yeah. but you know what after looking at everything that's happened with Pogba over the last few days um, it maybe it's, it's a blessing we didn't get him Yeah. Um, I think it's good that we're trying to restructure our core values in terms of what players we sign um, and that we're not going for because I'm confident about a season or two ago we would have bought Harland in a second um, and put up with dealing with the agent and all the ridiculous fees, etc. Um, so I'm happy that um, in, that in hindsight we di- we didn't we didn't go for Haaland and we are trying to avoid any further ties with Rayola. Um I was reading a few weeks ago Jesse Lingard. I was going to say two. yeah. So
0: the only player we'd be left with is Lingard. But yeah. I just, I don't see things going that way. With yeah,
1: and and I'm not too sure exactly why Lingard signed up for him. Look, these deals they're not transparent to people like myself. The only
0: thing I can think of is he thinks he's fallen, He's been. United are falling out of favour with him. Yeah, and he's a
1: marketable player. Yeah,
0: so right, he wants Ryola to get him the best move, whatever's next. Yeah, look, um, Lingard's one of those
1: players. Commercially, he's a good asset. He's, he's in, he's in so all at, his adverts. At the, mo- and, at, the,
0: at the moment, he's certainly not. I don't know when his contract's up, but he's certainly not doing enough at the moment to get a new deal. Um, so, yeah, I guess hiring Ryola makes sense to whatever's next, I guess. Yeah,
1: it may. It, it, it's likely Jesse's got his eyes on his next move. There's no other reason why he'd hire that agent. If not even that he's angling
0: there. for it. It's just he's probably wary that... Yeah. It, it might, his time's coming. It, his, his time might be up. Yeah. Um, so it's not... I, I think he, he he's one of the ones who he would want to stay at United. But it's whether United want to keep him anymore. It, it's a shame because
1: when I listen to... Um, like If I listen to a podcast, I see interviewing a player that played um, you know, in the early 2000s, etc. The... The way they speak of their agents, their agents were just there as somebody to make sense of contracts and you know help with the deals, etc. But the way that the deals are now, everything is—it's almost like it's almost like players are contractors, and they're not property of the club. They're not—they're not assigned to the club. They're a contractor. They're assigned to their agent, and yeah. and they're freelancers almost. And it's a shame because I think a big part of football is that club should be like a family to you. You know, it should mean everything to you, or you'd think it would anyway. Um, I think it's almost, football's almost become like modern workplaces where people just see it as an employer rather than a provider, etc. Um And it's, yeah, I think the way it's going, I, I hope it stops. I hope it doesn't go, continue in that fashion. But um, yeah, I think the word that gets you thrown around a lot and it's, sounds quite um, dramatic mercenary <laughs> yeah I think I think that mentality is becoming more and more prominent
0: I, don't know, I think they should all be subject to uh, ir35 whatever that means and, uh, and you know go, go to pay for their tax and stuff like that and then uh, see see how, see how, see if they think they're prisoners after that um but yeah, I' don't know. Um, we could probably talk all day about um, con- contract issues footballers and their lifestyles nowadays and stuff like that um, I think another another player that Uh, His future is up for debate. Um, He's had a very, very good season. Sadly, not for us, but for Sheffield United is uh, Dean Henderson. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk a bit about him. Um, He
1: has been phenomenal for um, Sheffield. Um, The only mistake I can remember as of recent was... The one against Liverpool,
0: yeah, but that's because the Premier League's fixed, so he didn't have any, he didn't have a say in that. he's just he had to,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was, had to do what he had to do. He's held to ransom, yeah, um, but yeah, and I remember as a result of that, his manager Wilder came out and and he publicly kind of said, you know, if he wants to be Man United's goalkeeper, he can't do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, he said the thing is that United in England, if he if he wants to be their number one, then he. Need- which um, he could have reacted badly to, but he seems to have taken it on the chin. Yeah, it was, it was
1: refreshing because it's a mentality that you see uh, is disappearing from the game. And Yeah,
0: whereas you look at Pickford. So Pickford's made a lot of mistakes recently. And he came out and said, oh, people just want to hate you when you get an England team. Which is not the case. <laughs> he's People are hating on him because he keeps making mistake after mistake after mistake. Yeah. yeah. And he's not acknowledging it. Yeah, unfortunately. He, yeah. Um, he even came up with an excuse for it. I don't know if you just saw the goal he conceded against. Uh, Crystal Palace? Palace, yeah. He came up with an excuse for it. what was was that I I need need to find this we'll we'll carry on the conversation I'll find Pickford's um, Pickford's excuse but um, but yeah Henderson took it he took the criticism on the chin Um, so what
1: do you think what what happens uh, this summer Henderson says I want to play for Manchester United he goes and knocks on Oli slash Pochettino's two bedroom (laughs) flat and says I want to play for Manchester United. Well, he know.
0: goes to Oli's assistant, Pep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so, what happens? What, what do you think? What's, what's the best course of action? Next, uh,
0: next yeah, so, uh, the situation I kind of compared it to was uh, Chelsea's, if, when Mourinho was in charge. They had Cech, who was like their legendary keeper. Yeah. Done very well for them for like 10 years. Uh, but then they had this young guy, Courtois, who'd been on loan for two years. Obviously, his was at Atletico Madrid. But he was starting to impress. The, after they had to make the decision... We either lose Courtois and their keeper for the next ten years in theory. Obviously, he's moved on yeah. to Madrid since. But you, uh, or you know, they sacrifice their legendary keeper, who maybe he's only got one or two years left in it. Um, and I think they made the right decision. Although it didn't work out with Courtois, they made the it was a bold decision, but I think it was the right one. And I think we're kind of approaching the point where we have to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, so I think the analogy that you use, yeah, the Czech and Courtois, that that's it's a it's a more or less identical situation. We've yeah. got a very good young goalkeeper. We've got a keeper who is still very good, um, although admittedly not as good as he was maybe last year or the season before. Um, so do we do we cash in? Do we say all right, let's get about uh, how much do you think you go for in today's market? I'd say forty. Di Yeah,
0: I think he's still fifty plus. Okay. Well, you see, Keppa seventy two million. There's no reason we can't get 50 plus from, it. yeah. So Especially do, if someone like PSG or someone comes in.
1: So, so do we cash in? And I say that it's not as if we need the money, but it's almost as if uh, I can't imagine Dave accepting being a second goalkeeper. Yeah, and, exactly. and he definitely doesn't deserve to be a second goalkeeper anyway. Um, so does Dave? Does this almost work in a bittersweet way where, uh, where Dave gets to go to a team where he can challenge? And win a title. Or yeah, I mean, or it Champions could be League. better for it could yeah. be better
0: for him as well. He's he's looked a bit distracted the last few years, right? Yeah. So
1: and and to be fair to him, I think he has every single right and deserves he's, to he's, win he's trophies. Earned,
0: he's he's earned, yeah. he's earned a move right at yeah. this point. Uh, United aren't gonna be tra- uh, challenging for the title or the Champions Leagues anytime soon. Yeah,
1: and and at the end of his career, he's gonna look back at his trophies and. Other than the Premier League, he got towards the start. Yeah, I mean, and he's done few cups. things. European yeah. League
0: this and that, but even the European League, he wasn't involved that much yeah. in the. Um... And a
1: player like him deserves more. In yeah. my... so so, does he say, okay, you know, this is my opportunity. Love love the fans, love United, but you know they've got someone now who's also quite decent. Yeah. Um. Do I move on? Let Henderson come in as number one, um, and yeah, and continue from there. I think the see, I've, I I believe as well that we should probably bring Hendo in uh, next season. Um, because I fear that he's, if
0: we He's had his chance, right? Uh, and we, we don't want to lose him to someone like Chelsea who's exactly supposed that. to be interested. Uh, PhD obviously is a different situation there abroad, but yeah, if we lost him to Chelsea, he'd exactly be died, right? Exactly. <laughs> that. so, so that's my
1: fear, is he's good enough to play yeah. for Chelsea. There's no reason why he isn't. He, why would he not want to go there? If he if yeah. he could say, you know, I, I don't want to be second goalkeeper at United, I'm good enough to be a first-choice uh, The goalkeeper. thing that
0: might help us is uh, Sheffield United are currently sixth. Yeah. If they get a Champions League spot... Maybe he wouldn't mind going on loan there another year. <laughs> yeah, because <it, laughs> and he some Champions League experience, so we could maybe get one more year out of Gaia. Maybe um, even he he'd be
1: happy to go on loan again, but third season, you know, doesn't happen much. Three loans, three years in a row. Yeah. But if they do finish in the Champions League. Or even if they finish in the Europa League, that's yeah, incredible it's still incredible. still it's, for them. An, it's still an opportunity for maybe him. To, he'll say
0: to get some European experience under less pressure than playing for United. And he
1: and he does really love Sheffield yeah. because I, I I follow him on Twitter and he's always tweeting up the Blades, you know the Blades. <laughs> and yeah. you can tell, it means a lot to him. It yeah, they give him, him an
0: opportunity, him. right? It's, it's worked out well for both of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm in favour of that. Of uh, maybe next year making him number one. Yeah. Giving him a long term contract and uh, taking taking the risk on on taking it's a risk, but. At the moment, it's, I think it's worth, it's worth taking that risk.
1: As of um, recent, his intention, he stated, is to be Manchester United's yeah. number one.
0: He wants to do it. So and those are the kind of players we want at the club, right? Yeah. Um, not saying De Gea doesn't want to, but, yeah. you know, maybe his time's come. Yeah. Um, back to Pickford, I found his excuse. What was that? So, um, he said he's lucky he didn't do his cruciate knee ligaments, to be honest. His foot planted, and it was a foot save, and he's gone with his hand. That was, that's his excuse for that goal. I... I...
1: <laughs> Before before All I, I make my was, judgment it was a tame,
0: tame shot at his near post and uh he's just somehow let it go underneath him. Um in in
1: my experience he should have just used his foot. Is he saying he couldn't because he planted it? He
0: said he's saying he planted his foot.
1: I need to see he, another one. He,
0: he, he said it was mitigating circumstances. He accepts it was a mistake, but there's mitigating circumstances.
1: I think he just needs to accept that the shot was well hit and he wasn't prepared. That's it, wasn't it, was. even,
0: it wasn't even well hit. When I when I watched it, I thought uh Benteke, he should have shot first time, although he wasted the chance by going so far wide. Um, and then yeah just it ended up in the back of the net it was 100% Pickford's fault yeah but, but yeah um, but yeah those are the two kind of reactions you can have right you can have Henderson who he kept his mouth quiet yeah. and he's shown on the pitch what he can do or Pickford who's coming up with these uh,
1: even within that game against Liverpool after that Salah mistake he made a really good save after that Yeah, where the commentator said you know he's made up for that for that goal he's gifted to them because that was a guaranteed goal that he's just stopped there. Um so what do you think about England goalkeeping
0: yeah I mean again Henderson's done enough this year to be the number one um, who's know, the adoptions well Pickford. Pickford, Pickford's in, in possession at the moment Yep. Heaton's now he's said he's out of the Euros fitness wise uh, with his injury um, Pope. Pope I don't. I've, I. think he's a decent keeper but he's not done anything this year that Henderson hasn't done yeah uh, if anything Henderson's been more consistent than him yeah
1: um, who else there's one man and one man that can do it and his, his name is um, Joseph Hart so
0: <laughs> sure, Hart he's, he doesn't get a game I um, um, I'm sorry. Sure he'd, sure he'd love to he'd, I'm sure he'd love to but if he wanted to push for the Euros he needed to have le- uh, left Burnley in um, in January He's had a weird
1: one because he went to Reno then West Ham then Burnley yeah
0: but, I don't remember him playing that much at West Ham either I think Fabianski kept him out of the team yeah and, so, and
1: Adrian Yeah. yeah. so so in terms of England goalkeeping, okay, so currently Pickford's got that spot. It's looking more and more likely like he's going I to think lose that to spot.
0: Ben Foster's had a better season than Pickford as well. Yeah, Ben Foster. I know he's been tried for England before, but yep. he's he's been good. Uh, Is, those are probably my three I'd go with at the moment. It's probably uh, Henderson, Foster, and Pickford. And Pickford, I think at the moment would be third out of those out of those three for me. Um,
1: I'd go. I'd go Henderson, Pickford, um, Pope. Pope. But know. the only reason why. My the only caveat for this whole Pickford situation you know you get those players that are just better for their country than they are for their club because for England he hasn't made a mistake yet not a notable one he did one in the anyway. World
0: Cup he wasn't that great in the World Cup he was very good leading up to the World Cup but d- during the World Cup he wasn't, he, I don't think he was that fantastic he either.
1: had that for, for me in the World Cup um, he
0: did well in the penalty shootouts Yeah, the, but, um,
1: um I don't know during the game he just looked like he was the he's Columbia winning. game but then for me the the, the same that made me like realise that he, he's quite a good goalkeeper was you know that Shot that someone took from miles out yeah. in like the last second of the game. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, he just flew to his top left corner and he stopped that from going. In. But they didn't show any replays of that. I don't know if the cameraman didn't capture it. It was like hardly, and it's very difficult to find footage of it as well. Um, I think because the ref was about to blow, so the camera cameraman had already begun his pan away to you know begin doing whatever it is.
0: The other thing is right, is England. We're not we're not good enough to have a keeper that can't concentrate for a full, full mm-hmm. ninety minutes. But <laughs> the keep the keepers that are for for England, they have to be. You know on it 100% of the time,
1: and uh, the other thing is as well the defenders that Henderson has in front of him for Sheffield they're very strong and they're good defensively and they're very structured. This, they, they stick yep. you know the credit to the manager. Um, is that going to be the same at, in England? Because we've I mean, got... if
0: you look at probably the starting back four at the moment, and this is just a guess, but I'd imagine it'd be Arnold, uh, Maguire, Gomez, and Chilwell, I guess, is the his yep. preferred left back. Yeah, um, Trent is suspect defensively there's no there's no two ways about it obviously he's very good going forward but mm-hmm. he is suspect defensively yeah um, uh, Maguire and Gomez is probably going to be a pretty solid partnership yeah you'd have mm-hmm. to imagine yeah chill, chill Well, I think he's pretty good at both going forward and, and defending uh, so I think he's got he's got some decent defence in front of him um, but, but yeah, you never know with England when when tournaments come about Um, things just go things tend to go wrong
1: yeah so well, potentially next summer we could have England's number one goalkeeper in our net. Yeah. So Exciting yeah, times.
0: Yeah. I think he's de- he's definitely worth taking a chance on. Um, so we've not got much else that we wanted to go through today, but there was one funny story Aleem noticed. Um, it's kind of on the same theme as Pogba being a prisoner at United. Uh, it's about our favourite former number seven, uh, Di Maria.
1: So... Mr. Mr. Di Maria, yeah,
0: the legend, the legend, <laughs> the
1: man, the myth, the legend. The, the, so it's come out recently. Di Maria has come out in an interview and claimed that he was forced to wear the number seven at Manchester I, United.
0: I, I, I would I would have left on the spot if if uh, if you're forced to wear a number at a football team. What? How can you how can you live under those kind of conditions?
1: First of all, I imagine he was asked if he wants to wear the number seven, yeah, to which he likely. probably said yes. Yeah. I can't imagine he said, no, 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 this is too much pressure for me. Um, I'm very confident he was asked because commercially it's an attractive number. It yeah. sells more shirts, right? Especially, but, yeah, you're
0: the record signing, 60 yeah. million, whatever. Big expectations. Yeah,
1: and, but And even in hindsight, whatever number he took, he would have sold shirts, most yeah. likely. Um, yeah, I think he just... He's very angry about his time at Manchester United. Um, I think and he's not
0: been helped since we knocked PSG out of the Champions. Yeah, I problems. think that's
1: just added a uh, rub salt into his wounds, yeah. uh, especially with um, Ashley Young sending him into the stands. Um, I <laughs> but, think. But
0: what kind of nonsense is that? Forced to wear a number, it, and he's putting that. Is he is he using that as an excuse to some to some of it not working out?
1: Yeah, but he probably is. Uh, overall, there's a lot more worse things in the world you could be forced to do yeah. than to wear the number <laughs> seven for, Man- for Manchester United. Um, I'd do it any day I'm pretty sure most people would uh,
0: no I don't know it just sounds now that Di Maria is saying he's being forced to I don't. it's just I,
1: I, could I, be traumatic yeah
0: there could, there could be a lot of worse um, say, there could be a lot of worse things like uh, if he if he had things to say about Van Gaal not giving him an opportunity once his form dropped yeah fair enough but going on about being forced to wear the number 7 oh, it's you know the, the people always go on about the cur- how our number 7 top is cursed it's a shirt it's
1: it's <laughs> I think it's just a, yeah. The, the... Once
0: once you once you I can understand. Uh, I understand the history behind it. Beckham, Ronaldo, Cantona, blah blah, blah. It's there's it's, it's It should be an honor to take the shirt. But once you're on the pitch, you're not you're not think you're not going to be. Well, I'm, I'm not a professional footballer, but you can't be surely just sat there on the or stood there on the pitch and thinking, I'm number seven. I'm number seven. I'm number seven. I'm number seven. I've got to do something. I'm number seven.
1: I think it's just an exaggeration yeah. of the overall pressure of being a Manchester United player. I think regardless definitely of what... There's pressure, pressure being yeah. a
0: United player, but yeah. yeah.
1: Whatever uh, shirt number you take, you've got pressure on. And I think, um, yeah, some people just like to associate, oh, he's got the number seven, etc. Yeah, I don't think it's got much to do with anything. Um, the curse of the seven, whatever whatever the media refer to it as, uh, I think it's just a general level of um, pressure that you get at being a Manchester United.
0: That's yeah, it. and obviously, we had Ronaldo. He won the Ballon d'Or at yeah. United as yeah. number seven you could say the shirt's cursed but really it's going to take a while before you get someone who if ever if you get someone who's going to live up to his, stand- his standards right
1: the shirt clearly wasn't cursed as Michael Owen justified it yeah, completely
0: yeah goal in the 4-3 yeah uh, he's got a Champions League hat-trick yeah um, I think Valencia must have scored at least one goal with it Memphis scored a couple of good goals against Club Rouge I think Mitchell he had I, I, I think, think it's Club Rouge yeah. he scored against uh, We well, might, might have been Midgieland so I don't know <laughs> he scored a couple of goals in it uh, Sanchez, Sanchez he scored against Arsenal at the Emirates yeah um, and in the
1: emphatic comeback against Newcastle. Yeah,
0: I was actually just watching those highlights <laughs> just yeah. the other day. Uh, he's got a good header against Spurs in the FA Cup semi final. So, yeah, I think overall the number seven has been a massive <laughs> success since round.
1: Sanchez loves the number seven so much that he has reserved it for his return. Yes,
0: uh, his much anticipated return of next season. Yeah. Um, where all will be forgiven. Um, while we're on Sanchez, we might as well finish quickly about Inter signing every single Premier League player available under the sun. Uh, so they've got Sanchez from us they've got Lukaku they've got Young at the moment they've also got Ericsson they've got Moses yep um,
1: is there anybody else that's running out of contract
0: um, if you <laughs> listening to the podcast I think Chong Chong is linked with them yep Chong is um, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if Gomez goes there I think Matic is out of contract they might as well take him as well take Matic too yeah just just go the whole hog just making it's like uh, I used to do this on Football Manager when you get to the start 1st of January you can set your search filter as uh, contracts expiring in six months. Yeah, <laughs> and then just uh, you can offer a contract to all of them and just uh, just see how it goes. Um,
1: it may be whoever's in charge of Inter scouting just likes to work from home a lot, and that is the way you work. Yeah, from they home. live
0: they, li- they live they live in the UK or something. They've, yeah. they've only got Sky Sports, and they just uh, oh yeah, this Premier League player looks alright. Let's uh, send him over.
1: But what's incredible is it's working for them. So, they yeah. played to the top of the, I believe... they're the third top. now. Are they, are they third? Yeah, are so they, 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 lost,
0: they lost Lazio the other day. Ah, yes. So, Juventus are top, Lazio second and uh, Inter third. Ashley Young actually scored. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, while we're on the subject of Young scoring and Lukaku, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we've seen this thing going around uh, recently saying, oh, they weren't rubbish, they just played for Man United. And I think that, that, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Um
1: hey. Okay, first of all, it's incredibly ridiculous for Young because he scored a goal, a single yeah, exactly. goal. He's a professional footballer.
0: And they've even started saying, oh, Sanchez has been amazing. He's barely played a game for Inter. Sanchez <laughs> is not. That's... Lukaku has done well, but he did well at United as well. That's the thing that people are forgetting. Just the difference is, when he was at United, everything that he did got scrutinised. Yeah. Uh, every first touch he took was shown. oh, this is a terrible first touch, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But now that he's at Inter, they're not scrutinising that as much and suddenly everyone's taken their United hatred off. And they're saying, oh, yeah, Lukaku is one of the best strikers. Yeah, well I'm, I'm here but he, He's been, he had this kind of, last season he wasn't as good as he had been, but he had spells in both seasons that he was a very good player for.
1: Yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of people who um, at, who had slated them um, Lukaku when he was a Manchester United player, and now they say, "Ah, oh, look at him! You know, he's, he's very decent." Yeah, no, one, huh? no one
0: brings up his first touch anymore. Yeah. no one, you know.
1: But at the end of the day, um, yeah, I think that just says it all. Being a Manchester United player, it's a
0: it's a different it's a different lead it's a different game to everyone else.
1: Yeah, exactly that.
0: Um, but yeah, so I think that's us done for this week. It's our second episode. Um, we're still only on Spotify, which is a bit annoying because we're, we're hoping to get on a few other platforms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for now, if you want to follow us, find us on Spotify. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and I made a TikTok as well, but yeah. we've not put anything on there. We <laughs> just came all the socials. Yeah. So we're we're at, we're on, on uh, most of them. We're never ignored. On a few of them, we're never ignored. Pod. So if you search for that and find us, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify. I've not tried to, miss, but yeah, if you can, leave us a review. Let us know that you're listening. I was about to say watching. Uh which would be strange. I hope to not watch <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. Um but yeah, so hopefully we will be back next week. Uh after so we've got Club Bridge on Thursday. Not much to say about that. We should expect him to win.
1: I'm expecting Andres Pereira to play in every single position available <laughs> on the pitch in that game.
0: Yeah. Uh we're expecting to win there. Hopefully maybe Ogalo might start and get on the score sheet. And then Watford, we're expecting to win that as well. Yeah. Um so we'll be back next week and we'll go over hopefully, two, two more wins <laughs> yep. to make it a successful week. But yeah, like I said, find us on all the socials and uh, yeah, see you guys next week.